everybody, and welcome back to Opera Offstage, the Minisodes. I'm Jesse, And I'm Michelle. And today, we are going to do something a little different. <laughs> we are going to be reading one-star reviews or low-star reviews of opera houses. God bless. I have to say that this is a form of comedy that really just <laughs> destroys me. If you are a fan of podcasts in general, podcasts that our administrator M actually turned me on to in recent months is a, a podcast that's based exactly on this principle and it's called Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. Jesse, have you ever listened to that podcast? I, I have. It's so I good. I certainly have. It's so good. And you should definitely go listen to that. But yes, I think there is something about the digital age that has told everyone that everyone wants to know your opinion. The fact is nobody does. Nobody does. You've but the internet to. is the perfect place to like scream into the void and people do. And we are here to read their screams. Yes. <laughs> but before we jump into that, we have a couple of quick announcements. Number one, our Patreon is up and running and we have a lot of really fun content on there that we are excited to share with you guys. For $2 a month, you gain access to all of our weekly minisodes like this one. This one is posted on the main page, but all of our other silly, shorter, a little more fun content is on our Patreon. And joining the Patreon helps us pay our guests. It helps us finance some merch that we might be looking at making soon Ooh. and stuff like that. And it's super helpful to us and it helps us pay for our podcast hosting and all those things. There are also lots of little goodies hidden on there. So head over to our Patreon and check it out. Heck yes. It's a great place to be. Yeah. And it's been super fun because ever since we uh, brought on our fabulous audio editor, Veronica, we now have a mini-sode going up on Patreon every single week, which is wild. It's great. <laughs> Get all that bonus content, y'all. So let's jump into it. And what better place to start than the Met? Oh, God. Where else would we start except for the Met? Now, I will say when I was looking up these reviews, there were a couple people who gave the Met one-star reviews for not paying their workers during the pandemic. And those were good one-star reviews. I'm not going to read them because they're not funny. But kudos to those people. That was an innovative way to get back at them. Absolutely. This first little set I would like to call people who don't fundamentally understand theater. Oh, God. So our first one-star review is, customer service is bad. It is not simply unprofessional, but rude. Be very careful before ordering tickets, because if you simply find a better seat, they will refuse to exchange them. In other words, Metropolitan Opera is just another money taker who does not care about their customers. It is very sad that in a place where culture and intelligence have to be cherished, attitude and discourtesy is at its bloom. Shame, Metropolitan <laughs> Opera. First of all, it's so dramatic. <laughs> but I also love the Metropolitan Opera is just another money taker. Yes, it is a business. Absolutely. <laughs> no cap. But also, I don't understand what they're saying. Because if, <gasps> if you found another seat and you wanted to exchange your ticket, I don't actually think the Met would have an issue with it. I'm wondering if they found a seat and just tried to move. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, that's definitely Because that's it. what it sounds like to me. That's definitely, this person had tickets for like the nosebleeds and tried to move down into orchestra. That is what happened here. I 1000% <laughs> feel like that's what happened. Because like most of the time, if like the Met is rarely full. So if you really wanted to exchange for a better seat, like they would let you pay more and get the other seat. Yeah, of course. Unless it was already purchased. Well, this was a funny journey because I was like, customer service is bad. I was like, who do you interact with? 
that you would have like bad customer service. But then I was like, oh, okay. I have to say it's, you know, or when you go to like a ticket box, like the the box office, it's such a hit or miss yeah. on who you're going to get. Because some people can oh. be super rude and you're like, great, I am the freaking scum of the earth. I'm so sorry for bothering you. <laughs> I'm so sorry for trying to fund your artistic company, but... It's fine. Another running theme of like all of the opera houses is like bad ushers, bad ticket offices, like truly people who just hate the people coming into these buildings. And some of that may be that like a lot of them deal with some really rude tourists who don't understand that the building is a theater. But some of it may just be the, you know, the nature of opera, rude people. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. But I love this person trying to get orchestra seats. We love the hustle. Yeah, that's a thousand percent what's happening here. <laughs> They're just, I also love that they had like, discourtesy is at its bloom. But instead of being like greedy or something, they were like, they're a money taker. A money taker. Yes. Have you You're ever tried to purchase money taker. tickets at the Met? They will take your money for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> then there's this next one. If you leave, you can't go back in. And if you're late, you can't get in to see the show. Yeah. That's like every theater. Yeah, pretty much. That's standard. I apologize, but you do have to show up on time. Also, if you leave in the middle, you can't just walk back in. I mean, what would be more annoying than you like saving up your money to pay the like $200 plus ticket to go to see an opera at the Met and people are just moseying about the cabin? That would drive me crazy. I know. No, thank you. Just be on time. That's, I just love that because she's upset about something that is... Like, I understand being upset if you leave, you can't go back in. But if you're late, like, that's on you. Yeah, for sure. And then this person with their very specifically personal problem. Really unsuitable for people over 1.88 meters in height, which is about six foot one for the rest of us. Impossible to stay at the seat for three plus hours of opera like this. I'm never going to visit again if it's not fixed. <gasps> Sir, do you expect them to fit all of the chairs for you if it's not fixed and i i understand this because let me be say let me be clear a lot of opera houses need to build more accommodating seats both for people who are larger taller all of the above that's fundamentally true but i love how specific he is he's like (laughs) if you are over six foot one like that you know this is his height oh yeah very personal men will never not tell you when they're over six feet yeah no for sure (laughs) I mean, I can understand that it must be difficult as a taller person to sit. Well, let's be honest. It's hard for a person of any size to sit for three plus hours. So, like, maybe go to a shorter show. Or get a go sit in one of the boxes where you can actually shift yourself or you can actually move the chairs. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be inventive. But it's also like an old building. Like, if they ripped out all the chairs, people would also be pissed. There's no winning on that one. Oh, people would be way more pissed if they did any sort of, like, mass renovation. Major renovations. Yeah, God forbid there be change in the Met. Yeah, this does make me uh, question the layout. It's been a really long time since I've been inside the Met, so who knows? Yeah, it has better visibility than most opera houses. Yeah. I'll say that. This next one is from our friend Ernst and he said the building is very outdated besides being <laughs> uncomfortable and unattractive I think it presents public safety risk I love this one because it's like not only is this building ugly and uncomfortable I think it's actually dangerous <laughs> which if you've ever been in the Met like it's definitely older and like it can be uncomfortable because it is an older building with smaller chairs and older chairs and blah 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 blah. Also, it'd be expensive to replace the seats because of all the 
the subtitles, the little on the back of the seats. Yeah. Which are great, by the way. That is my favorite opera house in terms of like subtitle, super titles, accessibility. But yeah, I, I really wish he had expanded on what he thinks is dangerous. Because if I had to say something that I think is dangerous about the Met, it's all the gold leaf on the ceiling. Oh my God. <laughs> I just can't imagine that's good to breathe in. And it falls down all the time because it's gold leaf. Yeah. I just like the fact that like he throws in the fact that it's unattractive in there for kind of no reason. <laughs> like I can understand uncomfortable and safety risk are in the same outdated. It's all in the same vein. But he's like, and ugly. And I do not look inside the Met and think ugly. You can maybe think that about the outside. No, it's beautiful. But I'm just like, sir, did you actually go inside? But also, like, it just makes me think of, it feels like the Met rejected him on Tinder. For sure. Like, that's what that reply gives me For is, sure. like, man angry yeah. about being rejected. <laughs> well, I don't even want to come to your opera house. Your opera house is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, that's exactly the same energy. This next one's from Alejandro. <laughs> Alejandro says, the restaurant food, period. Don't have good flavor. It looks great, but no good taste. I don't recommend. Book in this restaurant. Go to restaurants near restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first of all, this is not about the broken English. I'm just saying that none of this makes sense. I didn't know that the Met had a restaurant, but I just love it looks great, but it tastes bad. Yeah. That's kind of rough, though. You know, I kind of feel for Alejandro because nothing is worse than when you order something. You're like, oh, this looks like it's going to be really good. And then it's just not. And you have been fooled. Yeah. So I understand. That's the description of, like, the food at every wedding I've ever been to. Yes. It looks nice, but it's just very bland because it's meant to suit a lot of people. Sure. It's just, you know, made quickly in large numbers. (laughs) Yeah. No. I love that. (laughs) Look good. Don't taste good. Do not book this restaurant. Go to restaurants near restaurant. Go to restaurant near restaurant. That is genius. That's really excellent advice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that he went all out in, on the advice. <laughs> you know, offering us like some tangible next steps. That's more than the Met has done. So. <laughs> oh, it's the Grand Tier Restaurant is what it's called. Oh. This next one is from Jiri. I disagree with him. I think the food looks bad. <laughs> anyway, what? <laughs> this next one is from Jiri. They said, we purchased expensive tickets and the woman two seats down was on her phone the whole time. Very annoyed. Sadly, since the opera was amazing. Oh, so this was interesting because she gave a one star review. And I don't know if that's like of the ushers for not intervening when this woman was on her phone. I imagine the woman on her phone had to be like on her phone looking at it. I don't think she was talking because I think if she was talking that somebody would have kicked her out. Oh, yeah. No, I think it was probably like I think somebody like was brought to the opera. They were probably with other people and they were like on Instagram the whole time. They were probably just bored and on their phone. Yeah. Like a school trip. Yeah. When I go to the opera, I bring these little in like these little uh, they're like business cards, but they say stop effing talking. And I keep them just in case because I don't like to shush people because it's kind of loud. Yeah. Yeah. That is like if I was talking and I was handed that card, I think I would pass away from embarrassment. We should make our own line of them. Those that has like a a whole note rest with a fermata over it. And on the other side, it just says stop. (laughs) Incredible. 10 out of 10. Check out that new merch. Check out that (laughs) sick new merch. Also usable in uh, in rehearsals when people don't shut up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. 
I will say though that this is kind of the funny thing about one star reviews or reviews in general is sometimes it has like so much to do with their own personal experience and less to do with like the actual general situation or like an actual reflection of the company. I will say that that would be super annoying and I'm actually very surprised that an usher didn't stop it so I could understand fully being annoyed. I'm wondering if it was like a phone on dark mode where you really don't like you wouldn't notice it unless you were close by. Mm. Yeah. Or a person just in such a middle seat that getting to them and stopping them would have been more difficult. Sure. Than just leaving it alone. Yeah. But shame on the people around that woman for not telling her to put her phone away. Just leave. Just hang out in the lobby if you don't want to see the show. (laughs) Yeah, and if she was on her phone the whole time, why didn't anybody, like, tell her during an intermission? Be like, hey, stop being the worst. But anyways. Yeah. Honestly, start calling people like that out. Boo on them. Let's all band together and form an army. (laughs) Listen, there's nothing wrong with, like, certain things at the opera house that are, like, but, like, looking at your phone during a performance is is more than a little rude. (laughs) So this one's actually a two-star review by David. And David says, the performance was less than expected. Minnesota Opera at the Ordway is as good in performance and venue. Also, you can see five shows at the Min uh, for the same price as one at the Met. In addition, Minnesota is a more enjoyable experience, according to my 18-year-old daughter and myself. And I just love people who root for the home team. Yeah. (laughs) I love that everything here is, (laughs) he is truly trying to sell us on Minnesota Opera. And I love that. Yeah. The Ordway is a very, very fun theater, actually. I love that. I don't know that it competes with the the Met, but it is a nice theater. <laughs> yeah, I like the this like sports fan of the opera world. I I do. This is not even the last one we're gonna read where somebody is like, I prefer this opera house, and I like I sometimes they're in different countries. Oh, <laughs> like if you are going to the Met, chances are you weren't also planning a trip to Minneapolis. Right. Yeah, kind of random. Love to see it. We love to see it. So that's the Met. <laughs> we love local opera. Yeah. So those are the Met. What's the opposite of a stan? A hater? A hater. They're not haters, though. But sure, they're haters for this pur- for these purposes. <laughs> Next up, we have Houston Grand Opera. And Lisa starts us off with this review. I went to see Saul at Houston Grand Opera. It was the most horrific and disgusting interpretation of the Bible story of Saul and David I've ever seen. I didn't expect it to be perfect, but it completely misrepresented the story with falsehoods and raunchy displays. Makes me question the direction the artistic directors at HGO are taking and concerns me with what they will do in the future. How many interpretations of David and Saul have you seen? (laughs) Like, Truly. How many past productions are you calling to mind? (laughs) that <laughs> you were like i've seen a lot of productions of this bible story in my day in my church and this one just doesn't cut it also saul and david saul what is the saul opera uh it's i was looking it up it's a it's a danish opera oh okay i was like you mean like samson and delilah <laughs> <I'm> yeah like, <laughs> i was i was sitting there too i was like what show is this yeah i was like huh <laughs> Yeah, I love a good Christian woman. I want to know what was so raunchy. Who's just like, yeah, me too. I like how she's just like, I brought my Bible to the show and highlighted all of the misrepresented parts of the story. Like, it's okay, Lisa. It's fine. 
Maybe it was. You never know. It's fine. But like, I gotta tell you, there's not a single person who's ever been like, I'm gonna take this opera as fact. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Also, pretty much any dramatization of a Bible story is not going to be absolutely true to the Bible. I wish I knew more about this production. I would love and encourage for Lisa to go see Salome and <laughs> share her thoughts. <laughs> Lisa, please see Salome and like write to us. We beg of you. I would love to know your thoughts. I would love to have that review. I think Salome is so good. I like Salome actually quite a bit. Yes, it's so good. But I think Lisa would pass away during the yeah. Seven Dales. <laughs> I was trying to Google how many concubines Saul and David had. <laughs> I think Saul only had one concubine. You're going to have such great Google ads my, now. My description, yeah, I'm really into that concubine life. Hot concubines near you. <laughs> Find concubines <laughs> in your area. <laughs> Yikes. How many concubines did a Solomon, one of David's sons? Oh, did one of David's sons had three hundred wives and seven hundred concubines? That's one of David's sons, though. What I'm saying is the Bible is hornier than we let it than we like to pretend. The Book of Solomon is all sensual. Oh yeah, <laughs> Songs of Solomon. Like we have to stop pretending that the Bible isn't a little sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Sue's review of Houston Grand Opera. I like this one because it's very straightforward. This is actually a three-star review. She just says, reasonable acoustics, orchestra seats are average for comfort. Oh. Nothing about the show. Nothing about the house, really. Just sounds nice. Seats are okay. Three stars. (laughs) That is a very... Which is very honest of Sue. So honest. I appreciate that. Because she... Sue in some way understands that, like, the show people go to see is not going to be the same. So she's telling you what will be the same. The acoustics are going to be okay, or going to be pretty good, uh, and the seats are going to be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I think Sue's actually quite a good reviewer. She understands the assignment. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Sue. (laughs) Thank you, Sue. Diane had other things to say. (laughs) Diane says, the hall is fine. The singers were talented, but La Boheme sucks. (laughs) Diane, nobody made you see Boheme. Why did you Uh, go see it? (laughs) Hey, you never know. Sometimes you drag to an opera you don't necessarily want to see. I just love, she's like, it sucks. If you're going to attack opera in any way, though, this to me is acceptable. Like, nothing to say bad about Houston Grand Opera. Nothing to say, especially this is this is telling. Nothing bad to say about the singers, but she didn't like, she didn't like the, she didn't like the opera. That's fair. This is a very fair. But La Boheme sucks. This is a very fair <laughs> statement. I just love, like, the lack of explanation on some of these. Like, I'm going to tell you that I think this sucks, but I'm also just not going to. You don't get to know why. All right, moving on to uh, our home turf, L.A. Opera. Good old L.A. Opera. And we're starting off strong (laughs) with June's review. I haven't gone yet, but it's like an hour away. And if it was closer, I might consider adding some stars. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's just like a buck wild review. Like, I I appreciate the feeling that I'm going to leave a review for a place I have never been to that hosts shows that I have never attended (laughs) to say that it is too far away from me and that I will add stars to my review if you consider moving all of L.A. Opera somewhere closer. Now, let me mention, she doesn't even mention where she lives. This one, like, really? An hour where, June? An hour where? (laughs) An hour which way? I need to know because I, too, am an hour away from LA Opera. So, like, catch me leaving. No. 
Like, this one really is just so funny because, it, to be honest, it doesn't really matter in which direction June lives an hour away. It doesn't change the fact. Nobody's moving an entire opera. But it doesn't change the fact that L.A. Opera is in the heart of downtown. Like, where else would it be? It's next to the L.A. Phil. It's next to several music schools. It's in, like, the big financial... Like, I, I don't understand where it's supposed to be going. Where she thinks it sh- should be. Yeah. It's by, like, all the major museums downtown. It's like, I'm so sorry. An hour outside of L.A. in any direction would be a weird place for a major opera house. Yeah. And it's like, we're not going to move it anywhere else within L.A. And it was funny because when I was thinking, like, if L.A. Opera was in, like, Beachtown, Santa Monica, or Venice, that would be the worst. Like, you would never, ever, ever be able to go because of traffic. Like, I think no. if you live in California, I'm never going to sugarcoat the cost of living and the annoyance that is commuting everywhere. But if you live in California, you know what to expect. So, like, what is the point? What is the point of this review? I don't understand. I want to see if she reviewed anything closer to her home. <laughs> I could understand if she's like, I went to go see a show and it's really, really far away and parking was bad and traffic was bad. So just like, you know. But she hasn't even tried to go. She's just decided no. No, no, no. Exactly. But if she had said that, I'd be like, yeah, I understand that parking at downtown is hard and the traffic is hard. But it's like. Parking for LA Opera is actually the worst. Um, You didn't even go. How would you know? You didn't even try. But also I love that LA Opera did respond. Um, And they said, well, that's quite unfortunate. Our location is a historical landmark with the music center itself being established in 1964 and our inauguration in 1986. We hope that you reconsider coming to visit and making a night of it. Yes. 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 Like they've literally been there for 35 years. They're not moving June. I can't handle June. Goodbye. Massimo writes in and says, too edgy. Chicago opera is much better. Another sports fan. I just love ones like this. Another sports fan. But also it's funny because I would actually say Chicago Opera puts on some edgier productions than LA. Yeah, I didn't really understand this um, comparison. I, well, I would consider both of them edgy. But but LA Opera apparently is yeah. too edgy. Like it's, it's, too edgy. it's just too much. Too much edge. And of course, no explanation for what that means. No, what show they saw, nothing. Nothing. Um, I also love this one. So, Helena, this is actually a translated review. It says, my first experience in the opera here was a $140 ticket in the first rows. Oh. Yay, congratulations. That's actually good money. That's a good price. Yeah. Uh, To see Hansel and Gretel, an absolute disappointment that Hansel was a woman. (laughs) The voices were mimicked. Uh, Very nice, on the other hand, the dad's voice. The gummy bears from the bar were the best I've ever tasted. I'm sorry, this is all over the place. (laughs) So, let's, let's work our way backwards. No, they're not. Have you never had good gummy bears? I promise you there is not a single theater that has good snacks in it. Mm-mm. Buckwild. It's truly our downfall. It's like airplane food status. Airplane snacks. It's hard to tell what the voices were mimicked means because it's translated. So I'm going to let that go. I love an absolute disappointment that Hansel was a woman. <laughs> I will say that Ellie Opera did respond uh, a- explaining to her. Oh. But that Hansel used to be... Uh, a castrati role and is now traditionally performed by women right considering we don't cut off men's balls anymore (laughs) so but like 
I, I just love that she's like, I am furious that Hansel is a woman. And it's like, that's pretty much how it always is. But also, yeah, well, this is just like, you know. There are a lot of things that people would think if they didn't know opera were like people being wildly progressive that are not. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like this was their first experience in opera in general, maybe. So. Yeah. But I just love that they still felt the need to leave a review about how upset they were that Hansel was played by a woman. Yeah. Even though it's like even in theater in general, it's pretty common for young boys to be played by women. Hence, Peter Pan usually being played by a woman. Yeah, exactly. So I just love that like this was their first review review of an opera, but they were like, yeah, there's a couple things you need to know. Hansel shouldn't be a woman. The dad's voice was great. And so were the gummy bears. Thanks. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Oh, gosh. We love to see it. All right. We're moving from the U.S. to the beyond. The beyond being La Scala. (laughs) And somebody named Jimbo Lee. I love it. Jimbo Lee. The most Italian name I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Jimbo Lee says, AC week, 87 degrees outside. Audio, so-so, seating uncomfortable. (laughs) Once again, understood the assignment. They are telling us the things we do need to know. But they told it in the weirdest way. Like, I... Yeah, no full sentences. Like, AC week. I need that tattooed on my body. Like, that's the name of a band. AC week. (laughs) Like, that's my favorite. But also, audio, so-so. I think... They meant acoustics, but I just like the. I, like I know. The term. I love audio for like an acoustic like setting for opera. The audio was so so. <laughs> oh gosh, me oh my! Thanks, Jumbo. Uh, I also love Dan's one star review. Not for me. <laughs> uh, and then he goes purely environment. Uh, purely an environmental review. AC is really bad. Worst seating ever experienced. Bad service. But I just love not for me. Not for me. You know that's fair. Might be for you. Not for me. <laughs> No reasons why, but sure. <laughs> you know, it sounds like Jimbo was right. AC week. <laughs> AC week. This is a common theme for La Scala. I mean, it gets freaking hot in Italy. What do you want? Like, this is an old, this is a really old building. There's only so much you can do. But either way. Oh, Makar uh, <laughs> says, I booked a seat in a box at Teatro La Scala for 300 euros. I liked how each box gets their own cloakroom. The theater is, of course, gorgeous. A lady from the Dominican Republic sat next to me and wouldn't stop talking either to me or to herself. The performance started and she decided to switch on her telephone and chat to others via WhatsApp. I'm so sorry. Talk and typing messages. I asked her many times to stop. I went to the usher outside and told him and he could care less. He told me people don't come here to see opera, but to say they have been to La Scala and that it was a tourist trap he refused to help me so i went back in the opera was not that good the lady next to me was now taking videos and photos and sending them to the world on her phone as were many other people in the opera house i go a lot to the opera houses in lundic lundic excuse me (laughs) shoot me i tried to combine those two cities (laughs) lundic (laughs) okay 
in London, Munich, and Moscow, which are simply the best, and La Scala was simply terrible, I walked out after 25 minutes and had enough. If you want an amazing opera and sensational ballet with class, glamour, and glitz, don't bother to come here. Go to the Bavarian State Opera House in Munich, Germany. It's now in the top five in the world. Root for the home team. I'm so sorry. When the usher is literally like, people don't come here to see opera, they just come here to say the Eventola Scala and that it's a tourist trap. I fully believe that, but I cannot believe his, like, I can't believe that an usher would be so candid. (laughs) The usher is just like, whatever. (laughs) Do not care. I also just love, I love that it is clear that, like, this guy did talk to the woman next to him because he understands specifically that she is Dominican. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. But like, I, you know, I feel for this man. That would suck. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine spending 300 euro and having to deal with that? And walking out after 25 minutes? No, this is a justifiable review. I actually am here for the La Scala hate because La Scala is such like a devastating place to perform. Like they're so cruel. And yet half the theater is just tourists not paying attention. Yeah, truly. Um, I'm so sorry. Go go to the opera house in munich apparently yeah i should have I, we should do a, a review of the bavarian state opera house on a, on another episode of this absolutely see how it stands up yeah we'll do reviews of the opera houses that other people have mentioned in uh, this episode what was it was it minneapolis or minnesota there was the opera? minneapolis one yeah. minnesota opera there's chicago opera and now we have the bavarian state opera oh, magical but instead, we are heading on to Vienna State Opera House, where we have another review that really isn't anyone's fault. Went there and was so excited to attend one of the concerts, but the opera was closed through the whole month of August while tourism is at its maximum. We were therefore not able to enjoy any show or even enter inside. Which would be something to be upset about if it weren't in the midst of a global pandemic, Naveen. Yeah. I w- Everything was closed, Naveen. We were dealing with COVID. <laughs> Nobody was playing anything because there was a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. While tourism is at its maximum. Interesting. It shouldn't have been. I don't really think that you can blame them for being closed, though. Yeah. Also, is August really like the, the highest tourism? I guess I, I guess summer is a little different in Europe. I don't know how long their summer lasts. Yeah. Rita writes in. The staff. <laughs> God. Oh, no. <laughs> Rita writes in. The staff is completely disgusting. They are racist with tourists, dislike, and rude. The receptionist who sold us the 10 euro tickets just said that the seats were standing and not sitting. I paid 10 euros and I was in and I was unable to see the show because they sell too much. They treat people who eat cheaper tickets in a discriminatory way. I think that meant to say get cheaper tickets. Get cheaper tickets. <laughs> I like to eat, I don't think they eat them. my paper tickets <laughs> and they discriminate me for it. <laughs> uh, the Vienna Opera is simply a scam and yet another way to make money from tourists. Horrible and I do not recommend it to anyone. I have actually been in the standing room only at Vienna State Opera and it's fine. I mean, it's not like a great seat, obviously. But honestly, it actually might be better than a lot of their box seats. Because of how old opera houses are built. Yeah, I have a feeling that this person is just maybe... I don't know that you can be that mad about 10 euro. That's what I was going to say. Like, 10 euros to stand and watch an opera. Like, I myself would probably not want to stand and watch an opera. But at the same time, like, 
10 euros like if you really get tired then just leave <laughs> like i don't yeah. know ten dollar euros is not like such a it's like it's not that much lost yeah it's not such a huge investment like freaking that's less than a movie ticket yeah then poor mocker who spent 300 euros so take that rita yeah um but there i will say this there were a lot of reviews of the vienna state opera house that said that they were racist so take that as you will have you ever seen vienna (laughs) have you ever seen vienna uh and then we have another one they sell tickets without any view for the show and all the information of the opera house is in German. <laughs> <laughs> Independent of the price of the ticket at an opera house at this one shouldn't sell tickets for seats without a view of the stage and the show. Very bad experience and they do this all the time because the seats are always full. It's incredible that an opera house with this renown does things like this. Unforgettable, but only for the wrong reasons. I understand being upset about this, but you have to understand that this is literally just how these opera houses are built. They have very limited viewing. If you've ever been at an old opera house, you know, like, half the seats, you have to, like, strain to see the stage. And it's insane. And they should make it more clear. But that is pretty standard. I like how this person's upset that the information is in German. As if that's not... Yeah, you are in Vienna. Yeah, as if that is not first language of Vienna. Yeah, I guess they expect because it's such a tourist destination that they'd have more... But the reality is, is like, you're you're in Vienna. They speak German. Yeah. And I love that they're like, they do this all the time because the seats are always full. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people will pay for seats that only have partial viewing. You kind of have to accept for some of it that you're just going to sit back and enjoy it. It was the same way in Prague. I went to see Don Giovanni in like the original theater. It's very hard to see things. It's just, it's that weird horseshoe. Yeah, that was a, that was an experience where I was like, this place is really old. Like these seats are old. When you walk down the steps, the steps are creaking. Like, (laughs) it's old. Yeah. You just got to expect that from these older European places. Like, you can't rebuild the Vienna State Opera House. That's the thing. Like, they can't just break down the boxes. And they're also not going to just not sell those seats if people will buy them. Though I do think they should make it more clear what partial viewing means. Yeah. But even some of the ones in the Met Opera, like, even though the Met is a lot younger than a lot of these other opera houses, it's still built in that weird fashion. And it's a weird choice. For sure. Tony writes in very dramatically and says, Swan Lake? Never again. Terrible. Boring. Disappointed. Inconvenient artists. Touristic staging. Some of the tourists love the ballet and we are ashamed of what we see. (laughs) I love this because from the last name, you can tell this person is probably Russian. For sure. I think they're taking it personally. This is a personal attack against Tony. I don't know what inconvenient artists mean. I don't either. I see. I I adore reviews that are basically just adjectives. It's basically like copy and paste. Touristic staging. Like from a thesaurus. Terrible. Boring. Disappointed. Does that mean like very traditional or like? I don't know, but I will, like, think of myself as an inconvenient artist from now on. (laughs) I am an inconvenient artist. I, that is a great phrase. Touristic staging. Let me highlight that one. (laughs) Touristic staging. I just don't know what that could possibly mean. Like, just not innovative. And and finally, we head on to to Europe, or not to Europe, to England. (laughs) We've been in Europe. (laughs) We've exited Europe into Europe. To the Royal Opera House. Where Victor simply says, terrible place. (laughs) (laughs) So ominous. 
He's he simply cannot. He's overwhelmed with emotion. He cannot explain more. Dominic says all that is bad about subsidized pretension, faux art in one big box. Man has some feelings about his taxes. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. Subsidized pretension, faux art. I think probably pretentious. Uh, yeah. I like the drama of it, though. Yeah, I don't understand it, but it's mystifying. <laughs> uh, I love this review very, very much. Ernst says, I cannot judge. One star. <laughs> There's a conflict of interest here, Ernst. I cannot judge. One star. One star. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um. Okay. I think you did, bud. Connor says... If you lick the windows next to the main entrance, men in suits will take you away and tell you off. Don't do it. I saw some tourists do it, and they were very annoyed. <laughs> I don't understand why this is a one-star review. Men in suits? Why does it sound like the freaking UK FBI drops in? Like, I'm so sorry. Men in black. First of all, why is it a one-star review? And I have to assume that you did not see some tourists do it. I think you did it, Connor. I think you licked the window. He's like, some people. Because that's weirdly specific. Some people were doing it. And like, did you follow them? Is that how you? I just, what are you? Why? Nobody needs to be. No, you don't need to tell anyone that. No one else was going to. (laughs) I love this public, you know, this PSA. He's like, if you were thinking about it. He gave them a one star review. And for what? But if you were thinking about licking the windows, just know that this is what will happen. Like, he's preparing you. You know, he's pre- he's very thoughtful this way. And finally, our last review is for Glimborn, which is from David. Full of morons who think they are massively important. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, what a good review. Honestly, that's how I often feel about opera in classical music. <laughs> You're not wrong, David. David is a champion of opera. We love to see it. Oh my gosh. Oh goodness gracious. I love me some good one star reviews. What's your what was your favorite review? I have to say the the LA Opera one still haunts me. The June? Yes. The like I yeah, would June June being like, I will give this a better review when you move the entire <laughs> opera closer to me is easily the best. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, that's that's it for me. Well, that's that's it for our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing everyone's personal feelings about these opera houses. Uh, if you've got any fun reviews of like opera houses or things near you, or even like online reviews of opera movies on Amazon or whatever, send them our way. We'd love to see stuff like that. We'd love to share some of it. Send that on to us. You can contact us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Opera Offstage. You can also talk to us on Discord. We'll probably throw some more reviews up in the Discord when this episode goes out and see what else we can find. And you can get to that through our Instagram bio. But I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.